Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Dynasty Kings. I'm Jake Esses. You can find me at Dynasty underscore Jake. And with me is my co-host Mike Valerie at FF underscore Dirty Mike. Mike, how are we doing today? Hey, we're doing well. I woke up today. Football's about to start pretty soon. Dude, I know. We got some college football this weekend. Had a lot of exciting things. Uh, unfortunately, a couple injuries, but uh, actually, you want to speak to that? Uh, our Devi guy. So, for anybody who's listening who doesn't know what Devi is, Devi is a form of fantasy football that tracks college football. So, you're playing uh, football with college guys. Is it even high school? We can get into high school. We want to go that deep. Yeah. Okay. Well, Devi stands for, for the- development. So, you're kind of looking for those players. Oh, I didn't know that. Great. That's good. Uh, good info right there. Do you want to talk to uh, at least Ibrahim? That was a big, big thing. Yeah, if you were a Minnesota fan, Mohamed um, Ibrahim was having one hell of a night against Ohio State. I'm really giving them a run for their money, but it looks like he has a season-ending injury. He is also a senior, so as far as draft capital goes, that's very interesting to me. Um, probably be a day three pick, honestly. I thought he was a day three pick before, but he was looking really hot against Ohio State. So, Oh, you thought he was a day three pick? Yeah. I did. Really? Okay. Well, I don't know enough about him. I saw the game. He had like 30 carries. looked really good. Then he got hurt, and the, the team wasn't uh, wasn't great. But that's okay. Uh, anyways, Mike, do we have any big news from the NFL week? Uh, not a lot of big stuff, but uh, my favorite, Le'Veon Bell, just uh, signed with the Ravens as a death pick. Depth pick. <laughs> depth pick. Okay, does that mean anything to you from a fantasy football perspective? No, not at all. Um, there's a reason why he went unsigned this whole offseason. I'm not scared off of any options that are out there. Um, so, what about you? <laughs> no, I'm not interested in any Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is uh, – hold on. We're having some technical difficulties over here. Give me two seconds to clean this up. There it is. We got it. No, we don't. That's the wrong thing. We need background. Oh. Here, hold on. <laughs> That's my fault. Okay. A couple, couple right. rookies over here. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right. We got it all figured out now. Um, yeah, not interested in any Le'Veon Bell. I don't care if he's in a great run offense or not. Uh, just not interested. Uh, actually, didn't he get signed to the practice squad initially with the intent to be signed to the original roster? I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Yeah, I think just want to make sure that he's like up to speed with his physical and stuff like that. I'm sure that's part of his contract. Sure. So does that do anything um, for Gus Edwards or Tyson Williams' value, in your opinion? Is no, that effect no that? but we also really need to see much of Tyson Williams during preseason. So I, I don't really know what that guy is about, and I don't know what Le'Veon Bell's got left in the tank. So I think Le'Veon Bell could take some passing down work, but like that would probably be about it. Yeah, I think I think it's still Gus Edwards and, and Tyson. I actually went and watched a little bit of film on him. He played at like three different schools, uh, BYU, and then I think it was, it was South Carolina before that and somewhere else. So, I mean, if, if you're a running back in South Carolina, you're probably pretty decent. That's a big school. Um, right. And he did look good in the preseason. He was breaking a lot of tackles. He looked physical. He had some good cuts. Uh, but, but again, you know, the, the player to own in that backfield is definitely Gus Edwards, and I know Mike agrees with that statement. Um, anything else? Oh, well, Justice Hill. Yeah. While we're talking about the Ravens backfield, Justice Hill, uh, he just went down with Achilles injury. So he is going to be out for the season, which makes Tyson Williams, the number two, which was already anticipated in the first place. So justice Hill, not really affecting anything. Uh, if he's a, if he's on your dynasty rosters, he's good to drop redraft. Definitely good to drop. Justice Hill is just not a player. I'm owning anywhere. All right, Mike. So, the whole point of this episode, we want to jump into week one rankings. Now, we're not a ranking show. However, we are going to discuss rankings just to get things kick-started. And, you know, especially after a long offseason, lots of trades, uh, a lot of free agent signings, a lot of new rookies. So with right. the change of the NFL landscape, what are we expecting? So um, you want to go this, through this your is- rankings first? Yeah, well, let me just talk about the first four weeks of the NFL season starts to answer all these ambiguous questions about how the year is about to go. So by like week four, we have a really good idea about how these teams are going to play the rest of the year. And I think there's another change around like week eight and the bye weeks too, but the week, weeks one through four is absolutely the hardest to predict. 
So agreed. And also it's a great time to buy low and sell high. That is right. one of my favorite things about the first four weeks, especially with veteran players like not guys that are in their thirds, but you know, um every year there's always somebody starts off a little slow. It's actually Derek Henry's one of those guys typically. I think last year he had a pretty quick start, but usually he's off to a slow start. And if you have somebody who's impatient, maybe doesn't know fantasy football as well as you and I, that's a guy you want to grab. But but hey, we'll, uh, go ahead. We'll talk about him later. <laughs> yeah, we got we got plenty to say about Derrick Henry. Um right. so you want so to go ahead start with off. your top 10 or, or quarterbacks? You want to just go through and slowly list each one, and then we'll discuss anything that we see wrong with it? Right. So for everybody listening, we're going to start off with our QB rankings. We're going to do the top 24. And then for running back, we're going to go to top 30. Wide receivers, we're going to go to top 40. And then tight ends, just the top 12. So we're going over QB 1 and 2, running back 1, 2, and 3, wide receiver 1, 2, and 3, and then tight ends, uh, tight end ones. That's it. So, yeah, let's dive in. All right, so QB rankings for myself. I have my QB1 for week one is going to be Kyler Murray from the Arizona Cardinals. He is playing the Tennessee Titans, your Titans. Lamar Jackson is number two playing Las Vegas. Patrick Mahomes is number three playing Cleveland. Josh Allen. Uh, playing Pittsburgh, Aaron Rodgers playing New Orleans Saints, Tom Brady playing Dallas is number six, Jalen Hurts is number seven playing Atlanta, Ryan Tannehill is number eight playing Arizona, Dak Prescott uh, playing against Tampa Bay Thursday night coming up here in two days, and then Matthew Stafford is QB 10 for me playing against Chicago. How about yourself? All right, one through ten, I've got Patty Mahomes is number one. Uh, he's playing... Cleveland, I got Lamar Jackson as number two. He's playing Las Vegas Monday night. Kyler Murray at three. Uh, Josh Allen at number four. I've got a Jalen Hurts at number five. That's um, I don't know if that's consensus, but that's okay. Number six, we've got Aaron Rodgers. Number seven, Tom Brady. Eight, Russell Wilson. Nine, Dak Prescott. And number 10, my guy, Ryan Tannehill. Here, All right, if you well, just want to go through the rest of yours, and then I'll go through the rest of mine, and then we'll just poke holes in each other's rankings. Okay, we can do that. Yeah, so quarterback quarterback 11 for me is going to be Russell Wilson. Quarterback 12, oh, Russell Wilson against Indianapolis. Quarterback 12 for me is Kirk Cousins versus Cincinnati. Quarterback 13 is going to be Justin Herbert against Washington. Quarterback 14 is Max Jones versus Miami. Uh, quarterback 15 is Trevor Lawrence against Houston. Quarterback 16 is Matt Ryan versus Philadelphia. Quarterback 17 is Ryan Fitzpatrick against the Chargers. Quarterback 18 is Joe Burrow against Minnesota. Quarterback 19 is Tua versus the Patriots. Quarterback 20 is Ben Roethlisberger versus Buffalo. Quarterback 21 is Teddy Bridgewater against the Giants. Quarterback 22 is Jimmy G against Detroit. Quarterback 23 is going to be Zach Wilson against Carolina. And 24 is Sam Darnold against the Jets. Sam Darnold against the Jets. All right, I will make this quick. So if you guys are in, by the way, if you guys want to find these, uh, Mike, do you have yours posted live anywhere? I don't. I'm going to change that though, like today. Okay, yeah. awesome. So if you guys want to find these rankings, uh, I don't want to make this show too boring. So you can go to Yards Per Fantasy. Um, they're listed there. Uh, mine and Alex's. I can't remember what's Alex's last name. Help me out here. Alex Johnson. Alex Johnson. That's right. So he's the. Um, He's the owner of Yards Per. Good guy. Uh, you can see his his rankings and mine. Um, and Ball Blast uh, Fantasy Ball Blast Football will have them posted, I believe, tomorrow. So you can find my rankings at either location. Um, so I'm gonna make this quick so we don't kill you guys or bore you guys to death. All right. right. So um, for me, I've got so I finished with Joe Burrow at 13. We've got Matt Ryan at four. Sorry, that's not right. I missed a guy somewhere. 15 is Matt Ryan. 16, we got Kirk Cousins. 17, Sam Darnold. 18, Baker Mayfield. 19, Ben Roethlisberger. 20, Jameis Winston. 21, another one of my guys, Mac Jones. He's a rookie out of Alabama. Number 22, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. 23, Carson Wentz. And 24, Tua Tag, Tagovailoa. Help me out there. How do you say his last name? 
I, I just said two of the start off to avoid Tua. that. <laughs> two of the, the, the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, Tagavolia or Tagalovia. I don't know how to say his last name. I don't know. I just saw some ESPN guys get some hate mail over saying it wrong. Yeah, it's it's. Well, I'm going to butcher it either way. Two a T. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and finish up. I got 25, Zach Wilson, 26, Derek Carr, 27, Jimmy G, 28, Tyrod Taylor. All right. Okay. Mike, rip me apart. What do you dislike? I don't like that you have Jalen Hurts so high here out of this top uh, this top twelve. But he is your quarterback five, and he is my quarterback seven. Wow, I thought I was a lot lower than that. <laughs> no, um, so we we've actually had a lot of discussions with Jalen Hurts. Um, when it comes to fantasy football, I love Jalen Hurts. When it comes to dynasty fantasy football, I like him, but I'm less confident. Um, but I know he's got the job this year, and while he's got the job. He is a scrambling quarterback who has a monster arm. So he's going to throw some long touchdowns, and he's also going to scramble a ton. So for the sake of 2021 redraft, I love I love Jalen Hurts. I think he's – I don't want to call him a league winner, but he's a dude that is definitely going to outperform his ADP, which is average draft position for some of our rookie listeners. And, um, yeah, I don't know if he has a job in 22, but in 21 I think I think he does great. And that might not make sense to a lot of you guys, so let me clarify. You can be an elite fantasy asset, but if you can't, as a quarterback, if you can't throw the ball, you're not going to be a quarterback very long. But if you're a scrambling quarterback who can't throw the ball, you can be very effective for fantasy football. Uh, that's something I actually debate quite often with a lot of different analysts. Um, and, and we'll touch on that later with Mac Jones because I'm higher than most on Mac Jones, uh, specifically for Dynasty. But yeah, I think Jalen Hurts' rushing upside makes him an elite asset. Um, I also think he's a very good leader, and I think the team is going to rally behind that. And the, I think through the three games he started last year, um, don't quote me on this, I believe he was the number three scoring quarterback. Now, granted, teams aren't familiar with his style of uh, style of play. They haven't been able to game plan for him because there's not a huge sample size of his tape. Um, but with that said, I still think that he's also still learning the game and he's going to develop and become a better passer as is. So, so I like him. Uh, I hope he develops into a great dynasty asset. But as far as redraft, I've got him at number five for week one and probably most of the season. Yeah, so for the whole year, I have, I have him as quarterback 14, I believe. But okay. for this week, I have him at seven. Because it's Atlanta. Like you said, he's a scrambling quarterback. Um, I, I think he's going to have a year that's more closely related to like Cam Newton last year where he goes off for some weeks and then he disappears for others. Oh, it's just man. that I don't I think at, I don't think Atlanta has a defense to stop him if he wants to scramble. He'll scramble all day. As for his arm, I don't think it got better from last year, but we'll see if I'm wrong here in the first couple. Do you of mean weeks. just accuracy, or you're just not you're not thrilled with his arm strength? Arm strength and his receiver core too. I should probably put that out there too. I'm also not uh, confident in what I he has. He had great arm strength. No, I, I meant accuracy. Accuracy okay. in his receiver core. Is what Fair. Worries I, I can. Yeah, I won't argue that. Uh, Right. Yeah, his receivers don't help him a ton. I'm not a huge I want, I want, Smith fan. I don't think you are either. No, I'm not. I'm not. I, I we got to see one preseason game against the Patriots, and uh, he got like limited touches, but I didn't see him get open either. I I saw him drop a pass one, and then I saw him like get catch a ball for five yards, where like they gave him the cushion to catch it because they knew that he wouldn't get the first down. Right. So I wasn't really impressed. Um, he was the Heisman though, but you know, still see. Uh, I also want to discuss here with you, Patrick Mahomes. You have his number one in week one. I have number three. Not that far off, but uh, I could could see Patrick Mahomes having a tough week one. He plays against Miles Garrett. He's going to be rushing. Um, He got absolutely destroyed by uh, Tampa Bay's defense in the Super Bowl. I'm not really sure his O-line got that much better. And uh, hopefully Cleveland here upgraded their secondary. But I think uh, Patrick Mahomes might have a night of being under pressure pretty high. Sure. So, um, Patty Mahomes... A lot of that's banking on that improved offensive line. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't remember which pieces they brought in, but I know it's supposed to be an improved O-line drastically. Uh, couple that with the fact that it's Patty Mahomes, uh, it's going to be hard to fade me from that position. Now, if he's playing a top defense, I'll move him down a few spots. But Patty Mahomes against a Cleveland defense that's not terrifying. They're not bad by any means. Like That's a good defense, but it's not a defense that I'm going to drop a ranking drastically for. So I believe there's... Patty, there's- they're starting two rookies, I believe, on the right side. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's young, so we'll see how it does. But it's going to be hard to, to be any worse than it was last year, you know. 
Okay. Any other? Right, let's go to the uh, let's go to the QB twos. Yeah, any discrepancies here for me? Oh, hold on, I got discrepancies on your QB ones. Okay. Just go, we'll, <laughs> hey, let's go through the quarterbacks for me, and then and then I'll go through them for you. Uh, okay. All right. Well, I, I was only looking at your top twelve there. Um, I think you have Kirk Cousins a little too low too here. Quarterback sixteen. I yeah. Mean, he plays. Uh, he plays Cincinnati, sorry, defense, and he has a healthy Adam Thielen. He has a healthy Justin Jefferson. I don't really see yeah. Kirk Cousins not having a good day. I don't dislike Kirk Cousins. I think that I think 16 is not a terrible ranking. Um, Matt Ryan, you know, he's going to throw the ball out. Uh, Joe Burrow's got Jamar Chase. He's got Tyler Boyd. And he's got our boy T. Higgins. Matthew Stafford's in a brand new offense. So, I mean, I think maybe I could see Justin Herbert against a Washington defense. Or, sorry. Yeah, Washington defense. Maybe, maybe I could drop him a little lower, but I, I don't. Yeah, I, I think Kirk Cousins at sixteen is fine. I, I know Joe that Burrow you. Way too high. Oh, yeah, no, what's, take, what's going on here, man? You are you okay? A fever? You got Joe Burrow oh, way I'm too high here at thirteen. Look at that receiver. <laughs> oh yeah, Jamar Jamar drops. Oh come on, Jamar no, you're drops not isn't actually fading. You're not actually fading them, and if you are, then then let me get them. Actually, we'll see in the wide receiver section. Uh, uh, I did see. In fact, I might have made note of that one. <laughs> I yeah, know you're not I, I, I think it's going to be a slow start for Cincinnati here. They had a slow start in camp. Uh, Minnesota has a healthy Dontrell um, Hunter, I believe that's the name. They're edge rusher, and they have a Patrick Peter now on defense. It should be an upgraded Vikings defense. I think yeah, they, we're going to have slow starts. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, the, yeah, I know the secondary's got a few more pieces on there, too. So I think. I'm predicting here that Cincinnati is a slow start, like slow week one. Sure, I won't. I won't argue against that. These these rankings are based off of some of what we saw last year, some of these changes we've seen during the offseason. So so nothing's solidified. But and what do you what are you doing with Baker Mayfield at 18 and Fitzpatrick at 22? Fitzpatrick yeah. at 22. Fitzpatrick is one of the most streaky quarterbacks in the league. What are you talking about? The, plus the streak starts week one. That that offense is so good, or sorry, that defense is so good yes. that they're gonna go. Nope. All right, you got us the lead. Hey, Antonio Gibson, do what you do. So here, go run the ball. No, they're still gonna pass. But guess what? They have Diami Brown. Um, well, we'll we'll get to the wide receiver stuff later. But Antonio Gibson, and they're gonna be passing or playing with the lead. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not the most a- accurate quarterback in the lead. And if you think that they're gonna have the lead and consistently be like, all right. Ryan, throw the ball, air that thing out. That is not accurate. Um, not to say I they're not going to they throw the ball because they're going to, but but they're he not going to throw the ball. Yeah, okay, but he might love throwing the ball, but he's got a coach that's going to say, "Okay, we're up by fourteen points. Let's go run the ball and okay. make sure we run this clock out." But I, I do like Ryan uh, Fitz. I just don't think he deserves to be ranked uh, higher right now. I think he has a top. One of the top wide receiver duos in the league that needs to be talked about more. And like you said, he's got the run game. That offense is good now. That's a complete team. I like I yeah, I like the offense. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. do like that offense. And I know they have uh one of the Bosa brothers on defense, but besides that, like I'm not really scared. They traded away Desmond King last year, who did nothing for your Titans. No, he sure didn't you know that. He and sure then um did. Yeah, so and my problem with Jameis Winston now is that you have him at quarterback twenty. Now I like Winston. But the only person he's throwing to is Marquez Callaway. And, and who's going to line up against Marquez Callaway all game? I'm not exactly concerned with that. And then that might sound ridiculous, but last time he played a full season, now granted, it was for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was the number three quarterback. Last full season, number three quarterback. Um, I'm not, <laughs> I don't think dropping him to 20 is anything out of the ordinary. I think that's totally feasible for him to have the, be the 20th ranked player. Um, but uh, we have already. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, okay. I just closing thoughts here. I think I think it's the Alvin Kamara show week one. Green Bay does not have a good rushing defense. Uh, Jair Alexander will probably shadow Marquez Callaway, and so I, I don't really see Winston getting a lot done because the receiver core is so poor. That I think sure. that I, he's probably one of my bottom like quarterbacks week one. That's fair. I don't hate it. Right, it's I'm just not what I think. I'm all <laughs> quarterbacks. All right. Now, here's where ready? I'm ready to – yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Number one. Okay, so first off, let me let me be clear. 
I love Mac Jones. I'm a Mac Jones truther. Um, I hate the term truther because there's going to be a time when I say, yes, he's good or no, he's not good, and I'm going to move on. But I'm not at that point, and I think that Mac Jones is going to be an elite quarterback in the NFL. But I do not know how you have Mac Jones at 14 higher than both Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. And that's the part that I'm just like, man. And and I love him, but for week one, first game ever, that, that just makes me a little bit nervous. Elaborate on, on your thoughts there. So uh, not not yeah, since so, you, we've already heard your Cincy spill, so you don't need to do that again. Gotcha, but, yeah, so, but definitely once. Um, first off, Mac Jones plays at home. His first home game, that's a big advantage. Um, against Tua, who's having a bad year. Their receiving core is really beat up, and the Patriot defense is looking really good. So I think they're going to give Mac Jones the opportunity to throw. And I don't think anybody – the Dolphins have a great secondary. They don't have a great like front seven. So I think Mac Jones can have all day to throw. And sure, I think Xavier Howard's going to lock down Nelson Aguilar, so he's not in my top 40. But I think it's going to be Jacoby Myers all day over the middle and the tight ends too, John Smith and uh, Hunter Henry. So I think they're going to let Mac Jones showcase his weapons week one. All right. I can buy that. And for Trevor Lawrence, I think Houston's so poor, they just let James Robinson run all over Houston. Okay, so so those those explain some of the other questions I had later. Yeah, we'll get there. It's interesting. Okay. Actually, let's move on to run. Oh, no, I had one more. Uh, I thought Fitz above Roethlisberger was very interesting. Um, so I like Fitz again. I don't I don't dislike Fitz. I think he's a little bit streaky. But also Roethlisberger is more streaky, and I think he's going to have more bigger games. And he's got Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Deontay Johnson. And all three of those guys finished as, what, top 30 receivers last year? Top 35? Uh, I believe so. I believe that's right. So it's like, how do you have a guy? I don't know. I haven't seen all your, your wide receiver rankings, but it's hard right. to justify having that many guys score that high and then your quarterback being that low. Right. So I think your Davis White here is going to want to shadow coverage uh, Chase Claypool most of the game. I don't think Chase Claypool is going to have a good game week one. Um, but they were extremely soft last year over the middle. So I think it's going to be a big Deontay day. But I think they're going to showcase Najee Harris here because I don't think they have a good front seven either. Uh, they got like Tremaine Edmonds, Edmonds as their linebacker. But I think this could be a big Najee day, and that's what I'm looking at. So I think it's going to be a more of a rush first thing. Um, but I'm not really sleeping on their secondary either. And I do have questions about their O-line. I have questions about Big Ben's little arm and if it's actually a noodle or if you can actually throw again. So I think they're going to try to like ease off him throwing and give a little more to Najee Harris because Big Ben's hitting that expiration date. Uh, do you So do you expect a better year from Ben Roethlisberger? Do you think he was hurt? You think he's just bad now? What do you, I have what no do you idea. I, I have no idea. I really don't. The so decline was so sharp. He was, I mean, he was, okay, so he, I don't want to say he was having an elite season. He was having a really good season. I think they started, what, 7-0, and 8-0? And when your team 11-0, I think. Something, yeah, something really good. And when your right. team's won that many games in a row and your quarterback was playing well, you have to think uh, he has a big part of that. But then all of a sudden there was this massive drop-off and he looked bad. And I think he was playing through an injury. I really do. I hope he's healthy. Um, but again, that's speculation. So that's kind of what I was asking. But I think we have. Go ahead. I I think um, they had a really easy schedule. I don't know if you remember that they had it a was cake easy. schedule. Yeah, it was a cakewalk, and it wasn't really. Yeah, that's it. Absolute cakewalk. All right. Um, your turn to hammer me on the running back rankings. Let's switch this little banner over from QB rankings. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, running back for – you want to read yours or you want me to read mine first this time? We've already – oh, we haven't been through them, have we? Uh, no, we have not. All right. I'll go through mine. You hammer me. You go You go through yours. I'll hammer you. So we're, we're going up to uh, – yeah, we're going up to top 30. Top 30. Okay. All right. Number all right. one, CMC. You all know him. We all love him. Number two, Dalvin Cook. Three, Alvin Kamara. Number four, Derrick Henry. Number five, Aaron Jones. Six, JT. Sorry, Jonathan Taylor. I don't want to confuse anybody. Seven, Nick Chubb. Eight, Ezekiel Elliott. Number nine, Joe Mixon. Ten, Najee Harris. Eleven, Austin Eckler. Twelve, Antonio Gibson. Thirteen, Saquon Barkley. Fourteen, CEH, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. 
15, DeAndre Swift. 16, James Robinson. 17, De uh, David Montgomery. 18, Chris Carson. 19, Miles Sanders. 20, Josh Jacobs. 21, Gus Edwards. 22, Raheem Mostert. 23, Miles Gaskin. 24, Mike Davis. 25, Damian Harris. 26, Daryl Henderson. 27, Kareem Hunt. 28, Ronald Jones. 29, Melvin Gordon. And 30, Chase Edmonds. What right. do you like? And what not, don't even worry about what you like. What do you dislike? Should I, let me, should I read off mine first? Hey, we can do it that way. That's fine. Okay. Let me just read off mine first. I'll go okay. Uh, so uh, our top three are the same. It's CMC, Dalvin Cook, and Alvin Kamara. At four, I got Jonathan Taylor. Uh, five, Aaron Jones. Six, Ezekiel Elliott. Seven, Nick Chubb. Eight, I have James Robinson. We'll talk about that. Nine, I have Najee Harris. Ten, I have Derrick Henry. We'll talk about that one, too. Eleven, Antonio Gibson. Twelve, Austin Eckler. Thirteen, Miles Gaskin. We'll definitely talk about that one. Uh, Fourteen, DeAndre Swift. Fifteen, Clyde Rosselier. Sixteen, Joe Mixon. Seventeen, Miles Sanders. Eighteen, David Montgomery. Nineteen, Chris Carson. Twenty, Raheem Mostert. 21, Darrell Henderson. 22, Josh Jacobs. 23, Mike Davis. 24, I have Saquon Barkley. We'll talk about that. Um, and I'm just going to stop there. Sure. Okay. All right. Um, I'll go first. All right, sounds good. Um, yeah, my biggest issues were some of the guys that you paused on because you knew they were the biggest issues for me. Yeah. James Robinson and Najee Harris over what? Eric Henry. Yeah, um, so we're gonna start with Derrick Henry then, right? That's what we're talking about here. Yeah, well, I mean, I just need an explanation for that whole that whole thing. Now, now I know that I, I'm I'm gonna counter this, so you you right. go ahead. I think that's okay too. I so I have him down a little lower because I I do have a personal bias because running backs they can't catch one number two. Sure. I think Arizona upgraded their defensive line. Uh, they brought in JJ Watt. Um, their linebacker core was really young the last two years. They really bullshit, so I'm expecting a big uh step up for my. From those guys um and then i think uh yeah i mean just historically a slow start i think a little bit of a bolster front seven for uh arizona okay I, I think i think arizona's gonna keep this game interesting and it's gonna, it's gonna be a throwing fest so i think they're gonna have i think to, it is gonna be an interesting game i think it could be high scoring because i think they're both known not to be strong defenses so i believe like we see a lot of high scoring here for receiving Sure. Um, so a few interesting stats that I would like to bring up. So Derrick Henry ran for ran against the most stacked boxes in the league. I think that's pretty well known. So okay. So what happens when you bring in Julio Jones? Are you still putting eight men in that box? So now you've got I mean, AJB, you've got Julio Jones, and Derrick Henry. Are you still putting eight men in that box and saying, "All right, Julio"? AJB, you guys are doing single coverage over there. One I think they do. The I think top. they know Julio's a little bit older. Corey Davis had a great year last year. So, yeah, Corey did have a good year, but I think that was a byproduct of Derrick Henry. And uh, not not that I, I don't hate Corey Davis, but it, you can't make the comparison that Corey Davis is on Julio's level because he's not. And that's. I think they're Production-wise, I think they'll have a similar numbers, but yeah, yeah. But as far as skill and and right. who the better player you. is, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so Derrick Henry, I think he had twelve hundred yards after contact last year. So you're talking about an improved O line or sorry, defensive line. I don't think that matters because I don't expect as many eight men in the box, and with that, if there's less guys in the box for Derrick Henry to run by, you should expect an increased efficiency. What's also not mentioned now. I love I love having this argument or discussion. It's not an argument uh, because I have done it so many times on Twitter, where people are talking about Derrick Henry just not going to be a thing this year, and it doesn't make a lot of sense um, for multiple reasons. One, our defense is likely improved. It's hard to be any worse than we were last year. We have six new starters on defense, so that should indicate more leads, and that's going to indicate more running the ball. Um, now, I do believe with Julio in town, we're going to be throwing the ball more as well. So so it's going to depend on game script. But also, uh, Taylor Juan was not playing at all last year. Got injured and was out for the whole year. Uh, Derrick Henry, go ahead. What, um, 
remind me, you guys had a first round uh, pick for an O lineman. Yeah, Dylan Radens, um, second round though. Oh, what happened to the first round guy? He didn't play one snap last year. Oh, you're talking about last year. Not even, <laughs> not, what is it? What is it? Uh, Isaiah Wilson? God. Yeah, yeah. That's so, it. so while we're on anyway, that tangent, Isaiah Wilson got traded at the end of the year. So he's a first round draft pick in 2020. Got traded to the Dolphins at the end of the year for a seventh round draft pick, and everyone's like, "Oh wow, John Robinson's an idiot." John Robinson's the man, uh, the GM of the Titans. Everyone's like, "Oh, he's an idiot." He paid a first and traded for a seventh, and then. Two days later, after the Dolphins traded a seventh, he got cut. So I thought that was hilarious. Um, but yeah, Isaiah Wilson was garbage. But again, that that kind of like solidifies what I'm saying. Our offensive line is better. We have better receiver. Our defense should be improved. I can't say for a fact because we haven't seen them, but it's going to be hard to be as bad. So Derrick Henry is still the focal point of that offense. Derrick Henry was pulled from games because he was we were winning so many games last or we were ahead so many times last year. So just and with the playoff run, uh, it's just hard for me to downgrade Derrick Henry until I see that efficiency start fading. Now I get he's getting up there in age and eventually you know he's gonna fall off. I just I don't think it's now. He looked too good last year and I don't see any reason. There's no threat behind him to take the carries. If he's improved even a little bit in the passing game, that's going to be great for PPR. I don't expect that to happen. Yeah, I mean, that's not something I expect to happen. But I, I just don't think there's any reason to fade him. I really don't. If if our offensive line got worse or our receiving core got worse and they were going to add more pressure, could focus more on Derrick Henry, I would say, yeah, for sure. That's my Derrick Henry tangent. I won't go on it for any longer. Love Derrick Henry. I think he's good this year. All right. That's good. What's next? Um, pulling up my notes. Miles Gaskin above DeAndre Swift and Ceh. Oh, did you want to talk about James Robinson first? I have him at eight, and you have him at. Yeah, I mean we can. I I was more, I was more, I was more disrespected that you had him above Derrick Henry. It's not that I hate James Robinson. I'm not a big dynasty fan, but for 2021, I think he's going to be okay. I think it'd be um, great. Don't disrespect him like that. Well, it's a new coaching staff there, so you have to. We can't he assume it's going to be continuity. in week one. He gets used in week one. Sure, I mean, that's, that's but you're really assuming it. continuity with a new coaching staff. You can't. You can't assume that continuity. Who is the number two running back for Jacksonville right now? I have no idea. I'm not saying he's not exactly. That. Exactly. Nobody okay, well, does because they okay, suck. Okay, so Ceh. Who's his number two running back? Darrell Williams. Darrell Williams. Right, and now is there Darrell Williams playing? Yep, he is. He's healthy. Probably not much. Yeah, he is. How much do you think he's playing? He got plenty last year. He got like all Wait, of the two minute drills last. Hyde? You think that you don't? You don't think Carlos Hyde's going to still? Oh, you got. Us? You remember now? Yeah. Uh, not enough for me to care. Not enough for a thirty-one. Well, same with for Ceh. So your whole point of of him being the guy. Well, you have him ranked above Ceh and Derrick Henry, yeah. who are also the guys. One was. Yeah, Ceh is also five foot seven, two hundred pounds. He's just a scat back in disguise. Well, it doesn't matter. Weight does. Well, how much you size matters? I think it weighs two hundred, right? Two ten? Oh, yeah, no, he weighs two ten. Two ten's not great either for running backs. No, not a five seven. And I, so. I don't love Ceh. It's just I think Ceh is better. In... Actually, what did what did James Robinson finish last year? RB seven. Did he really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, I don't know why everyone's like having him as an RB two. I'm a high end RB two, so I'm I'm, I'm there yeah. with people. But like people have it as like a back end RB two. I don't know where I have him, but there ain't no way in hell I'm ranking him above Derrick Henry. And, oh, he plays Houston twice this year, and he plays. I'm sorry, he plays Tennessee twice this year too. So, okay, pretty high on him. Titans have a great run defense, terrible pass <sighs> defense. Yes, they do. Go look it up. That's a fact. I, well, I'll have to after this show. And also, Derrick Henry plays Jacksonville twice and Houston twice. See, I don't know yeah. how you have him ranked above. Well, we're not talking overall rankings. This is week. week okay. Four. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> I'll talk about Miles Gaskin now. Let me talk about why I got Miles Gaskin okay. so high. Here's my issue. What's the difference between Miles Gaskin and Austin Eckler? Um, Austin Eckler's done it for longer. Yeah, that's true. So that means he's getting old. All right. So now <laughs> I'm just playing. But I, I think they're like they're like the same size player. They are basically the same size, same profile, same skill type. That I don't think they're much different. And I think Miami's got a really banged up wide receiver core currently. So I don't. I see Miles Gaskin getting a lot of volume. Um. So I and he, he looked great preseason. So this one's more of a solid floor type option here. That I don't think Miles Gaskin's going to like flop. I think he's going to be a really safe RB two. I just have him as a high end RB two because I don't. I, I'm 
Patriots got a few players new on defense. And I just kind of see everything going through Miles Gaskin in the passing game. Sure. I don't hate that. Uh, I just I thought it was interesting having him above Swift and CH. Swift, I know a lot of people are worried about the injuries. He's playing week one, mm-hmm. by the way. That's been stated. Um, right. But, but I mean, just, just a week and a half ago, Swift had three touchdowns in practice. Now, granted, it is practice, but it's like the dude's been healthy. The biggest concern is the is the conditioning. And right. I think he's going to be fine. Uh, so I, I've my, been high on him for a while, though. Go yeah. My, my concern is just the San Francisco defense. Um, they're That's healthy, fair. and I think they're really strong. Um, this will probably be the only time I've gasped above Swift in any week. Okay, fair. But that, that is really the only reason why I have Swift, uh, like, 14. Sure. And then my other thing, and it's got to be because uh, you're worried about injury and, and snap share. Uh, is Saquon Barkley at 24. So you, yes. I assume you don't think he's going to play a full game. No, I don't. I think it's going to be very limited touches. Uh, Denver, or, so uh, where am I getting at? The Giants, I think, are just awful. I think they're terrible. Uh, Galladay just started practicing recently. I haven't heard anything about Kadarius Tony in a while, so I assume I assume <laughs> he's what we thought he was and just not a quality player. Um, I think Sterling Shepard's healthy. Evan Ingram's banged up already. And Saquon Barkley just started practicing again, too. So I, I don't know where this ball is going to go besides, like, they're going to pass it. And not to mention that Daniel Jones has 51 turnovers over 27 games. He's almost averaging two turnovers a game that I don't see how Denver's week one healthy defense is going to absolutely just eat them up, and they're going to have to throw a lot more. I don't hate that at all. It's, it's an understandable take. I have them higher because it's Saquon, but. Right, you got to. Yeah, but but I, I can understand that. All right, let's move quickly through. Oh wait, you gotta bash my running back rankings. Uh, respectfully, respectfully bash. Respectfully, respectful bash, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, pulled them up. So obviously, Derek Henry, you didn't like that at four. We already discussed that. You know why I had him there. Yeah, I don't really have much to debate here. We're kind of the same here on the back end, honestly. I never said as well. Identical. Other than the guys we just uh, discussed, they seem pretty Here's one. Pretty aligned. What's up? Uh, Joe, Mix- Joe Mixon. I have him at 16, and you have him at uh, 9. Yeah. yeah so uh, I'm not worried about Chris Evans. I think Joe Mixon's involved in the pass game. I think he's the, the running back there to, what is it, Samaje Perrine or LaMichael Perrine? Samaje Perrine. Yeah, so I'm not worried right. about those guys um, at all. Joe Mixon for me is a guy that I like as far as talent. Same with Miles Sanders. I like both of them. I think they're good running backs, but from a fantasy football perspective, they scare the hell out of me because they are always injured. It feels like I know injury prone is yeah. not a thing, but when it you is. have certain injuries, um, there are injury uh, re-injury rates that become higher because you've already injured that. So. I'm not a big fan of right. those guys, uh, but Joe Mixon, when he's when he's out there, I do like him a lot, and so that's just why I have him so high. He was good last so year when he's staying on the field. Uh, I think he's having another slow start, so I get that he's a safe floor type of guy. Um, sure. But I he had a slow start last year, right? So each year his yards per carry went down, by the way. So last year his fantasy finishes the first three weeks were 6.1, 12.6, and 8.5. And then he had that big explosive game against Jacksonville for 42 fantasy points. And then he went off for 14 and then, four, and then 15 and then 14. So I, I just, he had one really high inflated game, but besides that, he didn't get over 69 yards one time. So I, I, am not really, I don't believe, I don't believe in Joe bro. He's become a less efficient each year. The O-line hasn't got, there's no reason for me to think you know, that this guy got less better efficient over the years. Each year? You mean each game? Each year. No, each year. Oh, from college. No, well, Joe Burrow's only played in the league one year. What are you talking about? Uh, Joe Mixon. You said Joe Burrow, bro. Oh, Joe Mixon. I was like, wait, what? Gotcha. Okay, fair. I'm sorry. Too many Joes. Yeah. That's okay. Um, Okay. But before we move on, there is something uh, worth worth mentioning here. Uh, A lot of people don't understand the DeAndre Swift, CEH, and Antonio Gibson comparison. So there's a stat that I wanted to bring up that I love to bring up. because it's it's worth mentioning, especially for fantasy football. Okay, so I measured fantasy points per touch. Okay, so how many how many points is a guy scoring each time he touches the ball, whether it's a catch or whether it's a run, right? So basically, this is a measure of efficiency. Swift, DeAndre Swift, scored 1.2 fantasy points per touch 
in 2020. And that's on 156 touches, so that's not a fluke. That's a good sample size. You want good sample sizes to get meaningful results. Then you have Antonio Gibson, who scored 1.04 points per touch. 194 touches in 2020. Both of these guys are headed into year two, and you should expect those numbers to increase, those touches. Uh, efficiency should, I would expect to stay relatively the same. Uh, and then we have CEH, who had 0.81 points per touch. 236 touches. So all those guys had meaningful amount of touches headed into year two. You should expect improvement from each one. Um, but Swift and Gibson were just much more efficient and on less opportunities too. So they've proven that on the opportunities they've been given, they can be successful. So now we have Swift in an offense that is revolving around Swift and Hokinson. And to me, that just bodes well for a massive season. Same with, same with Gibson. He, he's another guy who's expected to get more involved in the pass game. J.D. McKissick's not going to disappear, but, but he's definitely going to take some of the J.D. McKissick's passes from last year. So both those guys I, I, I truly prefer over C.E.H., maybe not in week one, um, just because of conditioning for Swift and matchups. But, but those guys, as far as the year goes, it should be Swift, Gibson, or Gibson, Swift, and then CH. CH should be third. And that's right. pretty you're gonna you're gonna irritate some people with it because they think he's so safe and and that Andy Reid is gonna get get CH involved in the passing game, but CEH is just not as talented as the other two. Um, so I don't wanna continue on this spill too much, but would you agree with what I just said? No, hundred percent. I mean the guy's five foot seven, two oh seven. He's not getting goal line work. You know, it, his his money has to come from the passing game which he right. kind of lost to Le'Veon Bell last year. So I, I'm 100% with you. All right. Well, that makes it easy then. No no further discussion there. Wide receiver rankings. I will go through mine real quick. All right. We've got number one, Devontae Adams. Two, Tyree Kill. Three, DeAndre Hopkins. Four, Calvin Ridley. Five, Stephon Diggs. Six, DK Metcalf. Seven, Justin Jefferson. Eight, A.J. Brown. Nine, Keenan Allen. Ten, Terry McLaurin. 11, Mike Evans, 12, Robert Woods, 13, Julio Jones, 14, Allen Robinson, 15, C.D. Lamb, excuse me, 16, Chris Godwin, 17, D.J. Moore, 18, Cooper Cup, 19, Tyler Lockett, 20, Deontay Johnson, 21, Adam Thielen, 22, Amari Cooper, 23, T. Higgins, 24, Brandon Ayuk, 25, OBJ. I don't like that at all. I don't know why he's there. 26, Robbie Anderson. <laughs> Same with that. That is gross. I'll have to go back and correct these because I'm not okay with 25 and 26 being OBJ and I'll, Robbie Anderson. I'll let you know. I'll help you out. Oh, don't worry. I, I've already got it noted because I don't like that at all. Uh, 27, Chase Claypool. Actually, I think I, I think you have Claypool ranked higher than I do, and I was like, why does he have these guys above Claypool? No, the exact uh, same. I'm like, at 27. Okay. 28, Jerry Judy. 29, Jamar Chase, 30, Devontae Smith, 31, Tyler Boyd, 32, Juju. I'm going to go to 40, by the way. Uh, 33, Cortland Sutton, 34, Brandon Cooks, 35, Kenny Galladay, 36, Corey Davis, 37, LaVisca Chenault, 38, Antonio Brown, 39, Debo Smith, and 40, Jarvis Landry. Okay. Let me go circle that. I'm not, not riding with that. <laughs> All right, I'll read mine real quick, yeah, too. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so our top – okay. Calvin Ridley's number one, DeAndre Hopkins, number two, Justin Jefferson's number three, DK Metcalf, number four, Stephon Diggs, number five, A.J. Brown's number six, Devontae Adams is number seven, Tyreek Hill is number eight, 29, Terry McLaurin, number 10, CeeDee Lamb, number 11, Chris Godwin, number 12, Amari Cooper, number 13, Julio Jones, number 14, Keenan Allen. we got to talk about that. Number 15, Robert Woods. Number 16 is Mike Evans. We've got to talk about that too. Number 17 is Devon Deontay uh, Johnson. Number 18 is T. Higgins. 19 is Adam Thielen. 20, Cooper Cup. 21 is Jerry Judy. 22 is Allen Robinson. 23 is Brandon Ayuk. 24 is Tyler Lockett. 25 is DJ Moore. 26 is Jamar Chase. 27 is Chase Claypool. 28 is Debo Samuel. 29 is Robbie Anderson. 30 is Corey Davis. 31, LaVishka Chenault. 32 is Jacoby Myers. Mark that down. 33 is Kenny Galladay. 
34 is Juju Smith-Schuster. 35 is Odo Beckham. 36, Tyler Boyd. 37, Cortland Sutton. 38, Curtis Samuel. 39, DJ Chark. And 40 is Brandon Cooks. All right. Let's uh let's talk about Keenan Allen, I guess, first to start off. You had him at, I believe, eight. Is that right? Yeah, big Keenan Allen fan. So where did that go? So I got him at 14. Um not drastically different. You're just not as high. No, but I believe that the Washington defense is gonna be in uh Justin Herbert's face the whole game. Chase Young's gonna definitely get some sacks in. Yeah. Uh Austin Eckler is healthy this year, so he'll be getting some touches. And then uh, they have a corner from – they left – they got rid of Ronald Darby, and I believe they picked up the oh, stud have... from Cincinnati, the corner from for the Washington Reds, or Washington oh, football team. I don't know who that is. So he's he's good. So I believe he's going to be on Keenan Allen while the front seven absolutely eat up the Chargers front line. Sure. Okay, I won't sit in there and argue that. Washington's a great defense. So if, if that's your logic – I get that. Okay. Um, I also know you got Mike Evans, number 10. I got him at 16. Yeah. Uh, no, number 11. But Mike Evans has, okay. what is it, six straight 1,000-yard seasons, seven, six of seven? Yes. Something, something but, absurd. Yeah, but his, his target share last year was 18%, so he's seeing less that. volume. So, and I, now that Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown are healthy, I think – Mike Evans is the number three guy, but he is the biggest red zone threat. So the question Big is whether he gets that touchdown or not. Fact, consistent. And all those guys are alleviating pressure for each other. And you know that offense is going to air it out. I don't think any of us know what the hell's going on with that backfield, whether it's Fournette or Rojo. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's just why I have him so high. I think they're going to continue to air it out. Mike Evans, consistent. I like Mike Evans, uh, especially if he stays healthy. That's, that's probably my biggest um, – my biggest gripe on Mike Evans. Anything okay. else you – maybe Julio might be a little – I guess it's funny. I could sit here and critique my stuff probably quicker than you. The Odell Beckham Jr. In 20, at 25 and Robbie Anderson at 26. I, I hate that. I don't know why they're there, but I'll have to adjust that. I would probably put Claypool above both those guys. I same also, same um, with Jerry Judy. Go ahead. I like, I like Calvin Ridley as a top receiver this week over I these guess. other guys. Against, against Philadelphia. Philly, yeah. Um, I really do. I, I actually have Calvin Ridley, I think, as a top three receiver this for the whole year. Calvin Ridley's good, but you were just telling us how much size matters. Calvin Ridley is tiny. Yeah, but he's a route runner. He gets separation. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't care too much about size. I definitely prefer it if I have two guys that I believe are about the same caliber. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter much to me. Um, uh, let me talk about Allen Robinson then. You have him at 14, and I have him at 22. Oh, uh, yeah. So you just think because of Jalen Ramsey? Jalen Ramsey, yeah. Jalen Ramsey is a shutdown corner. Um, he's in his prime. He's not getting old. Uh, and, um, you know, Andy Dalton's not a stud by any means. So uh, I think this is more of a those, – those two factors for me. I mean, this sure. going to be a quiet night for Allen Robinson. I would just counter that with I expect the Rams to have a lead most of the day. It's a lot of passing. Andy Dalton's going to just blanket him. He's not. He's not a. He's going to throw some jump balls and let him go out there and try and make plays. But again, you know Jalen Ramsey is a stud. It's just Allen Robinson's a guy that I'm not ever not going to start. There's not a cornerback in the league that I'm not starting yeah, Allen Robinson against. So I, I, he's one of those guys I don't want to say is matchup proof, but he's about he's about on that list for me. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, think- I'm also uh, for number twelve. I got Amari Cooper, and you have Amari Cooper at twenty-two. Twenty-two. So are, you, are you concerned about Dak Prescott coming back healthy? Not particularly, actually. I, I think he looks pretty good. Um, that's because I don't know how many top top receivers the uh, how many top receivers the uh, Cowboys will have. I know they throw the ball a ton. I, I don't think twenty-two is a bad number. That's still a wide receiver too. I just have CD Lamb higher. Yeah, well, I have CD and Amari. I think as back end ones. I think I have an eleven and twelve together. I mean, 11, they throw enough. Yeah, ten That's, and eleven, ten and twelve. Yeah, I, I so, like Amari though. Um, so Amari, Amari Cooper last year was wide receiver two until Dak Prescott went down. Oh, he was wide receiver two overall. Yeah, for those first five Love weeks. That. Yeah, I'm an Amari Cooper fan, so I'm not gonna sit there and, and debate that. 
I think that, you know, on second, as I'm looking over this again, probably move him up. I'm not a huge Chris Godwin fan. I know a ton of people are, but that offense is just, you can only, you can only be a fan of like one or one of the three because otherwise, I mean, you're just, it's like picking and choosing. Yeah. You got to pick your guy. You picked Mike Evans. I picked Chris Godwin out of that trio. That's fair. I wait for the whole year too. Yeah. That is fair. Uh, Antonio Brown's going to make splashes. Gronk's still, still going to get some. Giovanni Bernard just got brought in to catch passes. Didn't something just happen to him? Was he was he hurt? Yes, he's hurt. Uh, it's a mid-ankle sprain, okay. and nobody knows the timeline right. or any details about it. Sure. Um, so. We are at 50 minutes, so I'm going to pop over to yours. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to keep bringing some up, though. Uh, we have a big difference in Jerry, Judy. I'm at 28. I got him at 21. So I have him as a back end, too, and you have him as a – I mean, again, that goes to a situation where we don't know what the heck's going to happen. We've got Teddy Bridgewater throwing the ball. <laughs> Javante's there. We don't know if Javante is going to be the focal point of that offense, um, especially as a rookie. That would be pretty quick. But I, you know how high I am on Javante as far as skill. I think that's going to be his backfield eventually. And then also, is Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy going to be the guy? So there's just so many question marks that I think Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, really that whole offense, you could, it's going to be very difficult to assess and rank right now. Gotcha. So that's kind of why. It's yeah. not that I dislike Jerry Judy. Um, I think I had I guess, higher. I guess my late bold prediction is, um, no, we had Cortland pretty close as like a wide yeah. receiver three. I guess yeah. my bold like prediction is that Jerry Judy finishes the year as like a mid wide receiver two. Sure. Um, I just think he pairs well with Teddy Bridgewater, what he does, like a throw over the middle. Um, and Jerry Judy can absolutely just create on his own in open space. Um, and then top corner coverage is probably gonna look at Cortland Sutton most of the time because they don't want to see him get too high over top. And the Giants do have a really good corner in um and Bradbury. And their number two guy, I think, is a Dory Jackson who's dealing with a injury. So, oh, and Logan Ryan is there too, but I don't think they can keep up with Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy is that talented to me. He just needs that. Yeah, his his route running is insane. Uh, I can't wait to watch the progression year two. By the way, I, I'm a stats guy, so I looked at the last three years. I looked at three data sets. So I looked at rookie year a uh, uh, rookie wide receivers year one, and then compared it to his year two for the last four years, so that's three different data sets, 2018 to 19, 19 to 20, uh, 17 to 18, whatever the hell it was. Anyways, on average, every single set improved in year two, which is great. It's what to be expected. Um, but it was like significant because it was every single one. And then if you take the average of those three data sets, wide receivers improved by 27.5 fantasy points in year two. Um so again, like the, you're going to hear me talk about Chase Claypool over the course of however long you guys are hanging out. I love Chase Claypool. He's being drafted later than where he finished in 2020, and that's so odd to me because, again, that stat. I've got a guy who's likely to improve being drafted later than where he finished. So I think some people are predicting touchdown regression. I don't like to do that, but, uh, yeah, I like Jerry Judy. That was the whole point of that. I think he's, he's a good guy, uh, route technician. Got you. So um, but, you don't have Jacoby Myers at all in your top 40. I don't. I think I like Nelson Aguilar more there. Um, and that's that's really the only reason why. I'm just not huge on Jacoby. He hasn't done much uh, that's impressed me yet. So what? until then, yeah, I'm just not a Jacoby guy. Uh, so, hopefully he proves me wrong because I love Mac Jones, but I think okay. Nelson Aguilar is the guy there. I, I, I like Jacoby a lot this year. So Jacoby last year was wide receiver 24 from week seven on. That's when he got to the active roster. Um, and that was wide receiver 24 without a single touchdown from Cam Newton. We all know Cam Newton didn't throw touchdowns. But Jacoby threw two touchdowns of his own because he was a college. He was recruited for college to be a quarterback. So he's going to be using those trick plays the whole, you know, at some point in time in the year. Um, as he, uh, Matt Harmon, who does reception perception, great guy. Go check him out. Um, he charted his routes, and Jerry Judy, not Jerry Judy, Jacoby Myers. Um, beat his man coverage uh, in the 80th percentile, which means he's going to be a stud in the future. That's like an indicator for his model that Jerry Judy will be a stud in the future. Oh, that's um, nice. I like that stat. Yeah. So if you look at like some projections too, ESPN has him just shy of 900 yards. Now Yahoo, I think Yahoo is smoking something because I looked at Yahoo's projections and they have him at 1,200 yards and four Sheesh. touchdowns. Yeah. So I don't believe that, but I think, I think he can get close to 1,000 yards this season. 
That, I mean, it's reasonable. It's one of those situations. Guy. It's just one of those situations oh, where those, like, we're trying to guess. It's the whole. It's the whole Broncos thing. We have a new quarterback. All these new receivers. Take a guess because we don't know what's going to happen. But but that's all yeah. reasonable. Jacoby Myers is a super safe floor guy to me. I mean, I'm, I'm like seeing him get like in my head. I'm get he's getting like five catches, fifty yards every game, and if he like pulled it out for the whole season. That's well, that's like eight hundred yards and like an obscene amount of catches. So sure. I think he's just an absolute safe floor. I, I would feel great if he was my wide receiver three or four and just throw him in my slot. Um, and yeah, I, I think Nelson Aguilar is going to get locked down on the corner with Xavier Howard, and it's just going to be Jacoby Myers' day all day. So. I guess my biggest we, – we've touched on most of the things that we disagreed upon. I think my biggest gripe on your rankings is seeing Jamar Chase above my boy Chase Claypool. And it's only one spot, but it feels disrespectful. Uh, just because okay. I, I'm still high on Jamar Chase. I, I'm i not happy with what I've seen in the preseason. It's it's a red flag, but it's not like uh, – it's it's not it's not time to sell the farm either. It's just uh, let's wait it out and see what happens during during a real football game. But but again, Chase Claypool w- was great in year one. He's got a new offensive coordinator who's talking about moving him into the slot, so that's good for PPR. They're going to find ways to get him the ball. He's a playmaker. Again, he's he's expected to improve. Uh, we both have him ranked lower than ADP. Uh, that's just an error for me. Uh, okay. Sorry, we both have him ranked lower than where he finished in twenty twenty. And that's an error for me. I need to correct that. But I, yeah, there's no way I can put Jamar Chase above him yet. I just want to see what Big Ben can do. But on the Jamar Chase side, I was actually as soon as I said it, I was like, I need to lower this guy. This guy needs to sure. go down my rankings. Sure. I think he's going to struggle year one. He wasn't a separator in college, and like that's okay. He he plays physical. He's almost kind of like he was like the. Uh, I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna get. Uh, crap for this analogy, but like the LeBron James of like football in college, where he just out physically mean. overpowered players the whole time, and that's how he succeeded. Um, but he has the tools and talents and traits to become a separator. So I think year one will be a struggle. He's going to disappoint in redraft, but in dynasty, absolutely holding on to him. Like don't sell cheap. Definitely hold on to him. Um, Agreed. Yeah. So I, I do think I should lower Jamar Chase. Um, Let's uh, got, go ahead. I got one for you, uh, Debo okay. Samuel. You have him at 39. I yeah. I have him at 29, 28. I think, I think um, I'm one of the lower guys on Debo. It's the quarterback situation, not knowing who's going to be starting. I think Trey Sermon's going to be working in the offense more. I just I don't like that Debo can't stay healthy. Again, I know we're talking about week one, but yeah, so he's, he just is- a guy, he's, he's a guy that scares me. That's what it is. Yeah, I, I can't um, – I don't. So the stats you said earlier about like fancy points per, uh, per opportunity yeah. or touch. Per yes, touch, yeah. I know. I know if you looked up his, his is really high as well. Um, yeah. Last year, only played seven games. Like sure, but in those seven games, he still averaged over eleven points per game. Um, right. Another efficient guy, but I don't care right. how efficient you are if you can't stay on the field. So that's right. part well, of it. I mean, he's healthy right now. Him, and this is yeah, week probably one. should have him ranked higher for week one. That that's uh right. that's something I. Wouldn't argue Jimmy G is back, so he's better than the quarterbacks they're working with last year. Um, it's not Trey Lance's time yet, so I think Debo is still a consistent wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes in wide receiver wide receiver two territory either. It's just that he's playing Detroit, and I don't know how Jimmy G is going to play with IU or with everyone healthy now at the same time. Right. You want to do tight ends? Call it a day. Yeah, just just the top right. twelve. Top twelve, I'm good with it. Um, actually, yeah, perfect. Because the guy, one of the guys I want to talk about is barely makes that cut for you. All right. Okay. Uh, for me, I've got number one Travis Kelsey, two Darren Waller, three George Kittle, four Mark Andrews, five T.J. Hawkinson, six Kyle Pitts, seven Dallas Goddard, eight Johnu Smith, nine Noah Fant, and ten Robert Tanyan. Uh, 11, Logan Thomas, and 12, Hunter Henry. Okay. So, yeah, Dallas Goddard higher than me. I don't know. <laughs> well, you, you want to list yours out real quick? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Travis Kelsey's number one for me. Uh, George Kittle, tight end two. Mark Andrews, tight end three. Darren Waller is tight end four. Kyle Pitts is tight end five. TJ uh, Hawkinson, Hawkinson t- uh, tight end six. Robert Tunyon is tight end seven. Uh, Mike Kosicki, tight end eight. 
Uh, Noah Fent is tight end nine. Dallas Goddard is tight end 10. Logan Thomas tight end 11. And Johnny Smith is tight end 12. So the only – actually, I have two, but you didn't even talk about one of these rankings, but it'll be quick. Uh, the okay. first, My first gripe would be Noah Fant above Janu. So there's so many mouths to feed in in the Broncos, and it's just, it's just hard for me to put a lot of confidence in Noah Fant just because we're looking at Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, Noah Fant, who's and whether they had Tim Patrick and – wherever else they kept their receiving core is just so good that it's just hard for right. me to see Noah fan getting a huge target share. Um, and the reason I brought up Janu is because I really think the Patriots are trying to go back to that 2010, 2011 type offense where they're running two tight ends. And, and the proof is kind of in the pudding when you pay two tight ends as much as they did, they're running the offense with a, another immobile quarterback who relies on intelligence and accuracy it just really feels like they're trying to recreate that 2010-11 team uh, if they're i don't know that they're going to be effective but but i can i can tell you for a fact belichick loves johnny smith and he he was quoted saying that he believed he was the best tight end uh with yards after catch and you know he's going to get the guy involved as long as johnny stays healthy i think he has a hell of a year um and he's while while there are some decent offensive pieces in in new england it's just not a lot of guys that you're just like okay well this guy's going to demand a huge share it's a bunch of guys who kind of feel like they have an even split of the pie and so with that i think i think johnny's going to get a lot of opportunities and so i'm really high on him outside the top six johnny is probably my favorite like i guess grab i, I think okay. he's gonna have a good year i think he's gonna run the ball some this year i don't know if people are expecting that i think he's just gonna I, get a lot I saw of that in practice balls. yeah we did it for the Titans, you know, and so I expected them to be yeah. worked in more. So you have John, or you have Noah Fan also at nine. We have him ranked the same. I just have John who higher. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm with you though. Uh, there's not enough mouths to feed in Denver, and I think it's it's Cortland Sutton's number one. I think, or, sorry, I think Jerry Judy's number one, and Cortland Sutton's number two. And I don't want my tight ends being the number three guy. So I. I can I can move him down. I, I can agree with you on that one. John Smith deserves to be higher, especially with me saying that Nelson Aguilar is gonna have a quiet day. Um I do have one for you though. Uh you got Mike Kosicki down here at 14, which you didn't read off, but I have him at eight. Um I like Mike Kosicki. He's really talented, he makes some nice yeah. so, grabs. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I didn't mean to cut you off. I get excited. <laughs> uh I like Jasicki and I thought he looked good playing with Tua. However, Let's not forget that they just paid uh, Will Fuller to come there. Now, okay, granted, granted, we're talking about week one, so I probably should be more mindful. Right. Um, Jalen Waddle's healthy, though. I think Jalen Waddle's going to be doing plenty there. Um, you, you know, though, I'm pretty sure he is. Am I wrong? I'll let look me, at let, me like correct, let me look that one because I am not going to give you guys bad information. I know he was hurt there in camp for a bit. That was like why I had Gasicki kind of higher. I know Preston Williams is out, and I know nah, Waddle's one of the out. four or five guys are hurt too. So I, I think it's just well, then it's just Waddle and Gasicki because Will Fuller suspended. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, yeah, so I knew Fuller was oh, healthy, and, but yeah, I can bring him and up. Devontae Parker, who I think is just kind of done. Um, I don't think he vibes well with uh, what Tua does as a quarterback. He doesn't like to throw into coverage, and Devontae Parker's always been a contested catch guy. So. For me, it, it's like he's the number two guy, at least for week one. I yeah, I have a hard time uh, disagreeing with that, so I could probably alter those rankings. That's all. Oh, I oh, but but I do yeah, I do have one thing I want to bring up for you. All right. Uh, I, I kind of messaged you about this earlier. So we have, so Mike and I play in one league together, and he has. Blake Jarwin and I have Dalton Schultz. It's kind of been like a stalemate. I've been trying to sell him to him, but I'm also not going to just hand him hand him away for free. Um, and you've been convinced Blake Jarwin's the guy. Your rankings right. like that, absolutely. And you almost convinced me that that was the case until I'm starting to see Dalton Schultz listed higher. So do you think that's just smoke, or do you think that's that's real? Yeah, I think it's smoke. I mean, I'm following the paycheck here. Blake Jarwin's the one getting paid. Um, I think realistically what happens is that they split. I just hope that Blake Jarwin's the guy. Um, we'll find out week one. We'll find out here in two days yeah. who's the guy. Schultz but, looked good uh, last year, man, so you can't you can't discount that. 
Yeah, I, I think he looked good, but I think Blake Jarwin was still better at football. We'll find out. I, we will. I, yeah, I, I guess will. I haven't I haven't seen enough Blake Jarwin, but yeah, I, he was slow to camp too. Me. So now I'm like wavering. He's like he was just started practicing like recently too, and I think Adam Downs like my tight end seventeen week one. But well, in that league, I think I have eight tight ends. I'm just trying to find the next one. It's just a you know what's funny though. I think my favorite part of this league is I'm clearly clearly building for the future. I am projected to win week one over Miles. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I saw that. But um, yeah, I'm man, hoping, I, go ahead. I'm hoping Mark forgets to set his lineup. He's got a Mari Cooper on his bench, and he's got two days till Mari plays. So I'm like, oh, that'd be funny. Because I because I sold James Robinson, so now my week one lineup is actually pretty weak, and I'm kind of upset about it. Yeah, well, it's just so. week one. We got sixteen. 17. I just 17 I just want to make games. the playoffs. I'm not gonna win, but I just want to get up there. I'd be happy with that. I don't think I'm doing it, but I need need a lot of players to pop off. I think it's possible. Um, I don't think anybody's too interested in hearing about our fantasy league, though. No. Nope, um, is there any other closing points you'd like to bring up? Any other talking points outside of rankings? We've got two days. I know we're all getting excited as hell. Who who um, do you um who do you have winning? Broncos, or sorry, not Broncos. Do you have? I about said Denver after that. Do you have Tampa or Dallas winning? Uh, Tampa. I still don't trust that Dallas defense. I'm gonna margin. look closely at yeah, but I really hope to see Micah Parsons make some plays out there, linebacker, yeah. first round pick for them. Yeah, but I, I besides that, I, I'm looking to see if if uh, Dak looks just as good as he did last year, and I'm looking for um an improved defense from Trayvon Diggs, their cornerback, and from Micah Parsons, the rookie. Linebacker, who I think I'm going to play my flag here, is going to be the defensive rookie of the year. Okay, that's so. interesting. I like it. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll just close with some good watch points for the game uh, from a fantasy perspective. Let's let's see what happens between CD Lamb and Amari Cooper. Uh, who who gets some more targets, more more productive? Uh, Dak again, is he healthy? Uh, is Zeke is he back to 2019 form because he did not look great last year. Um, Tony Pollard looked better, and I don't think that's um, I don't think it's a hot take. I think Tony really looked better. I think there could be a lot of things playing into that, though. I think maybe lack of motivation after they knew. Um, I mean, you're not going to win a championship with with Andy Dalton running the show, and so maybe that contributed. Maybe he wasn't motivated. Maybe he didn't want to run behind a broken line. There could have been a lot of things, but that's a that's something to watch. And then. Um, See if the Cowboys' defense has improved because if not, you could expect Dak to throw the ball 45, 50 times a game again. Uh, Tampa, the only thing I think uh, worth watching there is going to be your running backs. Is <laughs> Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Rojo, Leonard Fournette? Uh, I think Geo's out week one, so we're looking at the same thing we've been looking at there. Um, uh, see if we get uh, playoff Lenny or if we get Rojo. Who knows? Yeah. Um, speaking of broken O lines, their all star guard Zach Martin already has COVID, so he's out for the week. <laughs> wow. Yeah, dude, yeah. they got to stay healthy. COVID's going to be uh, interesting this year. But I, you got anything else? No, that's it for me. All right, that is going to do it for our episode two. I think you have this labeled as episode three, but it's episode. It two. is episode three. We did the, the first intro one was episode. a little hot take. Yeah, episode. but we labeled it as episode. It's officially you did. I didn't one. label it that way. I yeah, labeled the last on one as episode one. I changed it. I saw that. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, we will be back next Tuesday at nine o'clock. We're going to talk about week one. Um, we'll probably discuss um, any buys, sells, anything fantasy football related. We're going to be talking about it, and we look forward to seeing you guys at nine p.m. on Tuesday Eastern Standard Time. We will see you guys next time. See you.